1: Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God.
2: And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church.
1: You know, we were talking just before we came on the air, how when you came right after this happened, I, I was in Alaska, so you can't be talking about me. You can't be picking on me. Um, some of your friends were praying about something else, and it was like, wait a minute, we just had this terrible thing. And... It is amazing how the things that don't really affect us so
2: much. Well, and and the scripture talks about us in Corinthians having the same care for one another because we're the body of Christ. But I
1: mean, it just, I think this is another another way our our human nature works. If it doesn't really affect me, then I'm not going to be
2: that, you know. And and that's another whole subject because I I can go in on this one because... I I a congregation in Chico. I endeavor to keep the unity with other pastors. I'm at all their events and and, and I just like that cuz what we're commanded to love one another and be in unity. So I endeavored to do that. So I was going to, uh, you know, a weekly pastors meeting uh the day after the shooting in South Carolina. And I got there a little late. And as I got there, you know, a group of pastors was there and they were praying. Uh for one of the pastors about an issue that he was having, a personal issue, and, and that's important too. But as I sat there, and I had kind of told my wife, because I I, I know people, how people are. Like you just said, if it doesn't affect them, it doesn't matter. And, and I understood that, and I knew that. I told my wife, probably when I get here, they probably ain't going to even mention this or be praying about it or nothing. And it was just like I said. I got there, they hadn't prayed about it, and they wasn't even going to mention it. I had to bring it up. And again, I'm African American. But again, but my heart is for the whole body of Christ. But I, I kinda know how people are. We kinda you know, we, we kinda have this form of godliness, but denying the power. So that's again another purpose of the Holy Spirit to remind us of what, what Jesus said about having unity and the body of Christ and all that. So uh, again and and it's just another in the next day, another big congregation here in Chico. I was at our building at five seventy four East Twelfth Street and a sister I know that goes to this particular big congregation around the corner. Uh, she came in and talked to me that Saturday and, and Sunday I saw her after her service and I said, Hey, did Pastor So and so talk about uh what happened in South Carolina? Did you guys a service? No, nope, they never even brought it up. One of the biggest congregations in Chico, they never even brought it up that Sunday. And again, That just shows me the disconnect and disunity and the lack of love that we have for one another when Jesus commanded us to have love for one another. Now, he didn't say you just have love for one another of your same color, skin color. He said as the body of Christ because the scripture says in Christ Jesus. Yeah, but that's a
1: different denomination.
2: No, no, no. That's probably (laughs) the reason they wasn't praying into it or even mentioned it. And see, we got to come out of that because that's what that... uh, and James is talking about heavenly wisdom and demonic wisdom. That's where that demonic wisdom comes from, or sensual wisdom, sense knowledge, saying, well, that's not our denomination. That don't concern us. We're yeah, not that's even not even bring our state. Right. And, and, and Jesus said that we're to all have the same care and concern and love for one another as the body of Christ. And he said we're all one in Christ Jesus. We're all in all. So God sees three people. I say this all the time. There's three people on the earth. There's Jew, there's Gentiles, and then there's the body of Christ. God wants them all to be the body of Christ, the Jew and the Gentile. Remember, they preach the gospel to the Jew first, then the Gentile. But once they receive the gospel, you become now the body of Christ. And we're all members of his body, Jesus's body. He's the head of that body, which is called the church, not a building. It's people. And he says, I want y'all to have the same care for one another. So if one of the members in the body is hurt, or suffers, we all suffer with them. And again, I see here in Chico, cause this is where I've been for the last 20 something years and I've been saved for the last 15 years. And I said that the other night in a prayer meeting, just that Sunday night, that I read the scriptures and, I, and it's been like this since I got saved in 1999. I would read the Bible and God gave me a gift of revelation to reveal the deep things to me. I'm reading and studying it, and then I look at the church and I'm like, something don't jive here. <laughs> he's telling us this, and then this is what I see. And that's why I guess Paul said, and that's interesting, my Bible turned right to that, and I didn't turn to it. In James, he says, uh, don't be just a hearer of the word only, but a doer. Because if you're a hearer, you're deceiving yourself. But if you're a hearer and a doer, you'll be blessed in what you do. God has blessing and increase on his mind. And again, I said it on our last episode, I believe we'll, a lot of God's people will manifest the promises or the blessings if we are obedient to what he said. Because the scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. So we got to not just be hearers only we got to start doing it. We got to start loving one another. Jesus summed it up in 1 John. He said, this is the command that you believe on the name of the son of God, Jesus Christ, and have love for one another. He made it real simple, Richard. You don't need no with a theologian degree to to revelate that one to you. Believe on the name of Jesus Christ, whatever Jesus said, believe that, and then he said have love for one another. And again, he gave us his Holy Spirit so that we can have power to do that. It's really simple.
1: Well, see, and then, and then that's the key to the whole thing there is the power of the Holy Spirit. Because on our own, as we talked about in the episode yesterday, or the show yesterday, is on our own, we probably aren't going to want to do that. On our own, we're going to Our human nature does all kinds of things that it should not do and it's through the power of the holy spirit that we're able to live a godly life to live a life that god would want us to have where we are willing to forgive people that do terrible evil things to us where we're willing to forgive people who do less terrible evil things to us you know sometimes they're in our own family or wherever and we're still willing to forgive them even though they said something mean even though they said something that was kind of hurtful even though they said something maybe was a little hateful we're still willing to forgive them, and that power to do that comes through the Holy Spirit.
2: Yeah, and the scripture says to us in Romans, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Right, see,
1: and the way we're overcome by evil <laughs> is to be evil ourselves. Right. We respond to evil with evil. There
2: you go. He's, but he gave us an instruction, and he says, you can do this because I poured out my... Love in you by the holy spirit that was given to you so you can really do all things through christ right. who strengthens you you have the capacity to do you, this now it's back to choice
1: right you really can love your enemy
2: yeah it's back you to choice. really
1: can pray for those that, yeah, and it's about that, that
2: congregation i'm pretty sure there was more than one congregation that didn't acknowledge what happened the following sunday again it was choice they knew about it it was all over the news but they just chose not to say anything because it doesn't Concern our little congregation or our social club. Remember, we say uh, organization, a church that don't have Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It ain't a church, it's a club.
1: (laughs) Right. And there's clubs that meet on Sundays. Right. right. There's
2: lots of clubs that meet. A lot of people. Without the Holy Spirit, it's just a club. Speaking of club, a lot of people meet out on the course with their golf club. Right. Yeah. I see them every Sunday as I'm coming down. So, again, we have to get out of that and be the church because the church loves and cares for one another. The church understands, oh, we we got to intercede. Oh, we don't hate. We don't bite and devour one another. We don't allow a seed of bitterness to, to grow up in us concerning another brother or sister in Christ. See, and, th-
1: and this was the greatest thing to me about what happened in South Carolina and the response of the people is because often what the world sees the church doing is biting each other and devouring each other mm-hmm. and fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. And what the ch- what the world saw there in that church was love. Mm-hmm. What the world saw there was forgiveness.
2: And, and prayerfully, this is just a, a scripture says over in Romans: "Wake up to righteousness. Awake to righteousness and sin not." God wants us to wake up because remember we always reference this scripture in Romans. The whole earth is waiting for the manifestations of the mature sons and daughters of God. The world is waiting on us. To, we're supposed to be leading the nation. Right. We're supposed to be the leaders because we we have we have a relationship with God. We know the truth, so we should be leading it. And everybody, all eyes are on the church. What is the church doing? So if the church is always fighting each other, the first is always condemning and, and mm-hmm. judging. Remember, we say Jesus didn't come and judge the Roman government. They probably was doing all kinds of stuff. We know they were extorting people. For one, Nicodemus was one of them that worked for him. You know, the ta- they always said the tax collector. Well, he worked for the Roman government collecting right. the taxes. He didn't really, he didn't come down on Nicodemus. Was that Nicodemus? He said, I'll restore it. He said that on his, he made a choice.
1: Well, Matthew was a tax collector. Right. He becomes one of Jesus' disciples. There
2: you go. And Judas was a thief. He became, Jesus handpicked him. And me and my wife was talking about that the other day, how Jesus knew all about Judas and what he was going to do. And But the folks in the hood probably was like, don't he know who that Judas is? <laughs> he, Jesus was like, yeah, I know who he is. I know who you are too. Uh, Judas, come on, you're on the team. I need you. You have an assignment. And we have to start looking at people like God looks at them and not uh, through our condemning lenses. I, I, I said this Sunday at the service. told a story about this lady. She would always talk crap about this other, her neighbor who was hanging her clothes out on the line. She would always tell her kids, why does that lady always hang those dirty clothes on that line? Don't she need to wash those clothes? She would say it all the time. And then a neighbor came over, another family member came over, and she was telling her about the dirty clothes she keeps putting on the line. And she said, Well, honey, uh, those clothes aren't dirty. Your, your windows are dirty. <laughs> you're looking through these lenses of condemnation. So that's what you're seeing things through dirty lenses, dirty windows. And again, that's what we need. Jesus came to open the eyes of the blind, physically and spiritually. That's what it means to get revelation. Remember, amazing grace, I was blind, but now I see. He was blind to the fact that what he was doing was wrong. When Jesus illuminated him, he was like, wow, same thing with Saul. He was blind. He said, man, the scales came off literally. Now I can see. And we have to see things and make corrections in our lives as Christians. We got to ask God. I said this in the prayer meeting the other night. We got to ask God to examine our hearts and reveal to us those areas we haven't submitted. The Bible says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. We gotta, and then we gotta give God surrender to God and give him permission to uproot all this bigotry and all this this stuff that the enemy planted, bitterness. You gotta say, Lord, that's not a He remember who's that David searched my heart and put in me a clean spirit. You got to actually talk to God about that if right. you know you got a bad heart.
1: <laughs> See, and, and then some of the things that are in us that need to be done aren't just racism. There's all kinds of stuff in us that needs to be undone, Life. needs to be taken out. The 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 desire to gossip and all and It's all, all the those same
2: to God, stuff. it's all the same.
1: Right. And, and, you gotta, and those things need to be rooted up. You yeah. say, well, I kind of like gossip, you know? It's not and a it God. doesn't really hurt anybody. Yet, what does God say? That it's not pleasing to me. It's a sin worthy of death.
2: Right. And
1: so there's all kinds of things in us that need to be uprooted. That maybe you just heard all your whole life, and maybe you heard it from family members. I tell people this all the time. That guy didn't. That shot those people in that church didn't just come up with that. He heard stuff his whole life concerning black people, and and some of it. Who knows where he heard it all from? But. Sometimes the things that we hear, and I'm not talking about that issue so much, but sometimes we hear stuff from our parents, we hear stuff from our grandparents, and that's just colors are Well, words are, words
2: are seeds. Seeds are designed to grow. W- words are seeds, so we hear these words over and over, and you just water them with more words, and they start growing up. Next thing you know, full blown. Now you, got, Satan, going he gonna deceive you to act on it. Go act on it now. Because I, I, you let me plant the seed, you didn't uproot it initially. Like in South Carolina, they hurried up and uprooted that seed of bitterness before it could take root. Right. They went, "Nope." The next they, day, we're in here. We're going to go in and forgive them. And when we
1: think about racism, a lot of people in in the United States think about racism black and white. And certainly, racism is black and white in this country. But and maybe you maybe you will disagree with me on this, but. I think there's as much racism against um, Hispanics in California as there it is. It is. There is. And particularly Mexican Hispanics.
2: Asians. Man, the list goes on. I hear people, shoot, we're so bad about it in the body of Christ, we discriminate against other denominations. <laughs> I was at a meeting downtown Chico in the plaza, and I heard this guy from this particular denomination. He was saying, I was telling him, I'm out here just to be in unity with you. He said, yeah, you're not one of them Baptists. You know how, he said, you know how they are. And I'm like, no, how are they? (laughs) See, so again, that's another seed that the enemy's planted to this other pastor told me this. You know how they are. I'm like, no, how are they? they, They're children of God. They have faith in Jesus Christ. I don't know what he meant by it. He said, yeah, I thought you were one of them Baptists. You know how they are. (laughs) So he could have said, I thought you one of those Negroes. You know how they are. <laughs> I thought you were one of those Hispanics. You know how they are.
1: Well, see, and I guess that's what I was wanting to talk about a little bit about racism. No matter how it is, whether it's from one denomination to another, whether it's one people um, race to another, you can't see people as a group. You know what? There's white people I like and white people I don't. There's
2: black people (laughs) I like and black people I don't. Mexican people, I know know a lot of people.
1: See, you can't look at a group and say, well, I like everybody in that group, or I don't like everybody in that group, or everybody in that group's good, and everybody in that group's bad. You can't look at people as a group. You have to look at people
2: individually. Well, it's back to what the Scripture says. I believe that's James chapter 3. He said that type of wisdom is sensual, it's demonic. He said, but when you see things through those lenses of, of righteousness like Jesus does, he said, that's heavenly wisdom. That's the way we're, as Christians, are supposed to think and see things. We see things differently. We don't see the other political party that we're not for as, as the enemy. We, we, we yeah, see we all, just
1: get rid of those Republicans. Yeah, yeah, we just man, get rid of those Democrats, man. Great.
2: And that's what they, they say. in Christians, and that's why I say I get on just Christians. I don't get on the world because that's what they do. They're blinded. But the Bible says, "Once once receives Christ, the blinders are taken off."
1: I have I have a person in my family I won't say who, who just knows that if Nancy Pelosi were no longer a politician, the world would be okay.
2: Right, right. You well, well, tell them
1: well, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi isn't the enemy. Right, here. right.
2: Well, recently on Facebook is Hillary. Oh yeah, I seen somebody on Facebook a Christian. They posted a picture of Hillary and Hitler next to each other. I was like, wow, a Christian. I'm like, wow, okay, well, but, but here again, and I don't know, she could be, I don't know what her agenda is, but let's pray for the sister. That's what we're required to do, not say, hey, she's like this. And then plus pray the fact
1: her. that no matter what her politics might be or her policies might be, she's not the devil. Right, is she a not battle though? against uh, flesh and blood. Right. Well, you know, it's just like this person, I, <laughs> and they weren't very happy with me. I said, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> isn't the problem. You know, whether you agree with her politically or not, people are not our problem.
2: And they're not our problem, but people can still be demonically influenced. They could be Jesusly, kingdom-minded or influenced as well. So that's why he said pray for people. Pray that demon out of them. Pray that they will fall in love with Jesus. Remember Jesus went over and delivered that Gazarene demoniac? They put him over there. They segregated him. They put him on the little spot by himself, chained right. him up. And Jesus was like, no, nah, let's go free this young man. He went over there and, and set, set the guy free. The word of God, Jesus, the living word of God, went over there and set the man free. That's what we're supposed to be. I tell people again, pray that your enemy fall in love with Jesus.
1: Right. See, it's just like this young man. That shot these people. I've been
2: praying for him. Praying that he pray- fall in love with
1: Jesus. But you know God how to reveal itself to him. How easy it is, even as a Christian, to think well, he don't deserve to get saved. Yes, he does. Or if he does get saved, he should have to be well, again, somewhere in punishment no, no, for a no, while no, 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 or no. something.
2: Now, see, when you're looking out of the lenses of righteousness, you understand that God so loved the world. God desires no man shall perish. Everybody's did something in their life. Yeah, no, we may not did that, but you. And that's a sin. Murder is a sin. But lying is a sin too. Gossiping is a sin. Backbiting, talking about the pastor is a sin. Not having love for others is a sin. Having doubt and unbelief as it relates to God's word is a sin. A lot of Christians don't believe that, but that's what the Bible says over in uh, Hebrews four. It says the knowing what you ought
1: to do and doing it not is a sin. It's a sin.
2: So we're called, the Bible says in Corinthians, we've been given a ministry of reconciliation. We Christians, we have a ministry of, re, our ministry is to go and reconcile people back to God,
1: I tell regardless you, what they did. I tell people all the time that when you look at the story of the prodigal son, his older brother isn't very happy that he's back and been brought. Well, we're like cold. that in
2: the church. We're, that's and, and, the church. And that's an example. I would tell people that's the church mm-hmm. right but, there. But see, that was written for our spiritual enrichment and edification to get some revelation and saying, don't be like him. Be like the father to say, "Hey, come on, let's throw you a party." You're back. We're glad. My son, who was lost, is now found.
1: All of heaven rejoices when one person. And that's why we need to
2: intercede constantly for Dylan, and and I do. The first morning I found out, I just prayed for him because I have understanding, and when you have understanding, you have the mind of Christ. You go that direction. Like the 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 congregants of that Emmanuel A.M.E. Church, the next day they were in there. Hey, we, we 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 allowed we invited you into our Bible study. You had evil intent. We, we, we enjoyed your time there. And then you you did this. But we forgive you. Jesus said that on the cross.
1: I shook a bunch of people up in our church um, a few months ago when these people were being beheaded by ISIS. I said, we need to be praying for that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, They would show him with his mask and everything. You know, I said, Point well, out whatever, prayer. that guy, we need to be praying for that guy.
2: See, we, we forget about the power of prayer, too. Scripture says... The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. That means when we pray the righteous, it avails much. It gets answered. It gets to heaven. We have a direct connection to heaven, the saints, the children of God, the ones who are called the body of Christ. Scripture said Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercessions. Scripture also said that he made us sit together with him. It's like we're, because we're part of the body, we're in heaven too. We have a direct connection to God through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit that Jesus left us, so we can talk to God about anybody or speak to their hearts. And we need to practice that instead of practice all the stuff the enemy has us practicing. No, I ain't going to pray for them. They deserve it. No, he said... He goes to hell. he got He said, don't you uh, return evil for evil but overcome evil with good. Well, I can pray. That's good. Remember? In all things, give thanks, pray in everything. Yeah, we can pray. And we, as the church, we don't want to do that no more. We just... I think it's easier to complain and point and judge. No, let's pray for one another.
1: Well, it is easier to point point. Well, it is. Well, no, <laughs>
2: it, 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 once you start practicing and praying, it gets easier. I but, love I to mean, pray. You I know, love to pray.
1: It is easier just to always complain about that person or that person you know i think in the show today or the show yesterday every last time you know you run into somebody and say so and so still go that church over there man they got to get rid of him they got to get rid of her that church ain't never gonna go
2: it's back to mind renewal if your mind is not renewed to think this way you will continue to think the opposite way so you have to reinforce and a little prime example something simple our keys in our household we have like four sets of keys everybody and sometimes i have to move a car to get another car out so we have a key rack
1: those of you who don't know vince has lots of vehicles right right
2: right but we have a key rack it's in the laundry room and i've been telling everybody in the household everybody here's the rule put all keys on the key rack in the laundry room because when i have to move a car and they sleep i gotta wake them up hey where's the key at let's renew our mind and our thoughts keys go here let's reinforce that so, and I, See, so,
1: and I mean, that's a very practical way of looking at it. Right. You have to change your mind. Change your mind. A new habit. This is what the keys go. Retrain
2: yourself. The keys don't go in our bedroom. They don't go under the couch. They don't go anywhere we just put them. We got to renew our mind. This is where they go on the key. It's the key ring holder, and it's on the wall in the laundry room. All keys go there. Just in case anything break down or anything break out, and we need keys, we know where to go. It's just like the fire extinguisher. <laughs> sure we know where it's at you know and i told him i had to break it down and say well when i bring food or meat in the house what do we put the meat at we know it go in the freezer we don't have to renew our mind of that we know it don't go on the counter and let it sit out and spoil we know where it goes can we do this with the keys guys and now they're getting it. So yeah, I had we'll to see. You have to retrain it.
1: yourself because that was that wasn't the way they were. And
2: that's what Jesus.
1: See, said. and that's what we have to do is we're renewing our mind because that isn't the way we were. No, we, we weren't thinking right. When He talks about renewing <laughs> your mind, what He's saying is your old mind wasn't right. Your old
2: mind You're was doing wrong. it all wrong.
1: You need <laughs> to change your mind. You need to
2: renew your mind. And that's what. Having a relationship with God through Jesus is about transformation. Scripture says we're being conformed into his image. We're being transformed into his image. It says in two or three places, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As Christians, we got to start, in to having the mind of Christ. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. So now you'll start thinking, your spirit, that word is going to your spirit. Your spirit now is going to lead you and tell your mind, oh, do this. Because your mind controls your body, and your spirit controls You, you are a spirit living in a body. So once you get a a new spirit when you get born again, that spirit loves to eat the word of God, which is going to speak to your mind, hey, do this now. Overcome, don't come, overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good now.
1: In In a show later on this week, I want to talk about what you just touched on, that we're a spirit living in a body. Yeah, we are. Because I've spent the last couple of weeks on our Wednesday night Bible study since I've been back talking about or I guess just before I left, that you're not going to die. No. And people look at me and go, well, of course I'm going to die. Everybody dies. And I say, no, you are not going to die because Jesus said you have eternal life and you have it now. Right. So does that mean I'm going to die and then he's going to bring me back to life? No. He says you have eternal life and you have it now. So this shell, and I want to talk about this in a future show, this shell that I have...
2: It's going back to the it's dirt. It's
1: going to go back to dirt. That, but that I, I originally me, created it from, the me, dirt. I am not going to die. And this is a hard concept sometimes for people to, uh, we'll let people stew on this or think about this for a little bit before we actually start the show. Um, when you look in the mirror, you don't see you. You think you see you. But what you see is the shell that is carrying you Which around. Which is spirit. Right. You don't actually see you. You see the shell. So when I look across this desk at you, I'm not actually seeing you. I'm seeing the shell that is carrying you around. Someday your shell's going to quit. Someday my shell's going to quit. But I,
2: me, is going to live forever. But that's why Jesus said, or the word of God says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are... Temporary, this house, right. this shell, but the things which are unseen, my spirit are what eternal. Eternal. That's and that what was the verse on... that
1: I was using right. before I left. Is that we think of ourselves as the shell? That's not us. You got to
2: get out of that. That's, That's why Jesus would always say things like, "Destroy this body, this temple," and then three days later, I'll raise it up. He knew that wasn't the real him. He knew that was his earth suit. Right. We're, we're three parts: spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is the real you. Your soul is your mental capacity, and and then we got your body. Your spirit, again, like the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, spirit, soul, and body. That's who we are. We're three parts in one. Yeah, so, and that's a revelation, but we have to teach that. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word or faith. So remember, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. (laughs)